What's going on, gamblers, DJs, and everybody else in between? This is the Gamblers Anonymous Podcast, GAP, Gap for short, because we're closing the gap between you and the boogies. I hope everyone's having a nice Saturday morning. I know I'm pretty excited out there. Gotta go golfing later today. First time of the year. Whew, I'm excited. Hopefully the rust still isn't on the swing. Get me some of that swing juice, get it cleaned up. But enough about that, I'm one of your hosts, J.G. Actually, I am the host today, and I will be giving you them locks, because I told you guys last week, the city of winners, and I gave you winners last week. So let's get into the recap. First game I gave you guys, Sweden, minus 3.5, minus 125 versus France. Sweden won 4-0. And you know when they got them? The first period. All four goals came in the first period. And it was smooth sailing from there. The at most the only goal the only goal or possible goal that uh Johansson from Sweden had to make was on a two and But besides that, easy money. Game came in easy. Sweden dominated. They actually got a fifth goal in the third, but it was a kicking motion goal, so no goal. Doesn't really matter. Because it hit. And that's all that we care about. The next game I gave you guys. Wow. And the NHL didn't want this one to win. I had Hurricanes Panthers over five and a half. Game ended up going into OT, and Car- and Carolina lost two one to the Panthers. So it started off good. We got a goal in the first two minutes of the game. Chatfield scored a goal. I was like, okay, two minutes in, let's go. Then Florida gets a goal taken away by offside. So oh, that's a heartbreaker. Then Carolina scores again, and they get a goal taken away by the offside again. That's two goals taken away from us from the offside. It should have been a three-goal first period, but nope. We got to put in that video review and uh, get some goals taken away. So tough break there. And then from there on, Bobby and uh, Rant, Auntie Rant, they put him in there. That was a smart choice after playing four periods, but it didn't work out. You know, they both played great after that. Plain and simple, the NHL wanted this game to go under. Batman probably saw, went on Vegas Insider and looked at all the percentages of what people are playing. He's like, I got to go against the public. Fuck them. But, you know, give give credit where credit's due. Bobby's been playing unreal, stepping up. He's, I don't know who's going to win the cons, either him or Matthew Kachuk. Because I, I, I'm telling you right now, Panthers are winning the Stanley Cup. So, like, you, what are you going to say about them? Since they were down 3-1 to Boston, their record since then, 11-1. Like, that's fucking unreal. Like, when have you heard that, being down 3-1? Now they've won 11 of their last 12. They just swept Carolina. They gave the Leafs a gentleman's sweep. So, fuck. I, I, I don't know how you bet against them if... I'm still dreading that I put AC Milan on that ticket with Nuggets and Panthers. I should have just left the two. Fuck. Oh, well. And then the next one I gave you guys, Houston Gamblers versus the New Jersey Generals, the USFL. And we took Gamblers plus five and a half. Oh, minus 110. Oh, oh. No worries. Not a problem. Not a super entertaining game by any means. But you know what they say? They don't ask as long as they pay out, and they paid out. Gamblers jumped up to a 13-0 lead and going into halftime. They made it. They kicked an extra field goal, made an extra, 
made it 16 nothing. But add that with the plus five and a half spread. Oh, we're up 21 and a half. Smooth sailing from there. Clear skies ahead. No waves, no nothing. We're suntanning on the beach right now because of the gamblers. Uh, it ended up, they ended up closing the gap. The generals did, making it a 16-10 game. But still, like I said, it's that's still an 11.5 point difference with the spread. And has easy money again. And now when we talk about the to the moon I gave, oh, you know, Sounders had their chances last game. They they could have won, but they missed their opportunities. What are you going to do? Their goalie, Stefan Fry, let two goals in which I thought he could have saved. And if you watch the highlights in that game and you hear the announcer, oh, they left the goalie hung out to dry. It's like, come on, man. Come on. If he if he doesn't open up his legs, it's he's saving it. Like, why are you, what? you stay in your net? It's, it, the first goal was just, he, he had nowhere else to put it. It was, the guy was right in front of him. The defender was right in front of him. Boom. Just toe punted it and passed him. The second goal, the announcer even went on there. Oh, what a save! Oh, it just slipped under his arms. Like, come on, man, you get paid to make the save. Make the make the fucking save. And to the players, make the fucking goal. Score your score on your opportunities. Fucking bullshit. But that was last week. This is this week. So let's move on. I did two and one last week, so I, I want better. I want to give you guys better. We're going three and zero oh this week. And all our picks this week, there's there's a grand slam. The Roland Garros at Paris. The French Open. That's where all my three locks are going to be going this week. And the first one I'm giving you guys, Benoit Paire versus Cameron Norrie. Cameron Norrie to win in straight sets plus 100. Now, when we talk about these guys, I'm talking about Benoit Paire. Or should I say, Bumwapad, mon frere. This guy, this guy ain't the same guy he used to be. We, he's not in his prime no more. He's at 35 years old. And when it comes to tennis, father's time has finally caught up to him. He just barely made it into the French Open as a wild card. He hasn't been the best on clay this year. He's only won 40, 42% while on the main tour. Now, when looking at that compared to Cam Nori. You can see the differences in the talent as Cam has won 72% of his matches on clay. Now, I don't know if I should be telling you guys this, but fuck it. I guess I will. I'll, I'm share the wealth with you guys, wealth of knowledge to what I look at when I uh, bet tennis. But a key number I look at when I bet tennis is the first serve percentage. This is a key determinant to look at when betting tennis. And Cam's first serve percentage is landing at 63.8%, while Bomois is landing at 51%. And the second serve is even worse at 43%. So that's the amount of times the ball is hitting. So his first serve, only 51% of the time it goes in. So that's half the time. And his second time is even less, that 43%. So he double faults a lot. He has been playing good. And when you, and when you realize this, Cam's going to dominate dominate the service game of this match so i if he's if you're winning every service game you're gonna steal games break of serves done done i can't see this one being close really but they've also met twice before and both times cam won he won the first match two sets to nothing and the second match was three sets to nothing so he's already beat him once at a grand slam level sweeping him 
I believe it was 607660. So that's a 13-game handicap spread. He just beat him. So you can look at that too, but I'm not sure. He, I could see, I could see Bamois maybe winning the first set, just because he's a behind French crowd. Maybe that might do anything. Maybe that might do something for him. But that's not going to make make him win the game, because the last four matches he's played in France, he's lost. So listen up, Mezomis, when I tell you this. Lock it in, Cam Nori to win in straight sets, plus 100. Lock that motherfucker in. I'm telling you right now, this one's coming in. Plus money, double your money. What are you going to do? It's pretty perfect. My next one, my next lock, lock number two. Burnaby Zapata Mirales to win against Diego Schwartzman, the short man, at minus 138. Now, the past few months, we have seen a steep decline from Diego. It's similar to him falling off a cliff and smacking his face on the ground. I'm telling you, just a few months ago, this guy was ranked 28th in the world. Now, now he's almost out the top 100. He's he's falling off a cliff. I'm telling you right now, he he used to be great. I don't know what if he needs to get a psychologist, a mental coach. Oh, he needs something, man, because he ain't playing like he used to play. And Burnaby, on the other hand, the past few months, the past year, he skyrocketed to 37th in the world, his best ranking to date. And in their last six months, while playing on the main tour on clay, Burnaby has gone 63%. He's won 15 and lost nine matches. While Diego, oh boy, wait till I tell you this. He's only won 17% of his matches going 2 and 10. So he just went, he won two games in his last 12. That's that's not going to cut it when it comes to the big boy level. And in those games played, one was against each other. And Burnaby cruised to an easy 2-0 sweep, winning 6-1-6-3. I, I'm telling you, 6-1-6-3. He cruised to victory. And if that's not enough reason for you to ride this bet, let me throw out some more stats on how shitty Diego has been playing. He's last his last, last five overall in Europe. His last five overall in general. His last... Five on clay. He's lost his last four first round matches while Burnaby has won his last four or five. And lastly, Diego has lost his last seven of eight when priced between plus 100 and plus 199. So let's get it, boys and girls and everybody else in between. Burnaby Zapata Mirales to beat Diego Schwartzman minus 138. Lock it in. And finally, lock number three. And I'll give you guys a little hint to who I'm betting on. Do you want to know how I got these scars? You see, my father was a degenerate and a gambler. And one night, he goes a little bit crazier than usual. That's all. That's all I'm doing. That's the best I could do. Novak Djokovic versus Alexander Kovacevic. And the lock is Novak Djokovic, or better known as the Joker, 
to have player games won under 18 and a half at minus 188. So essentially what I'm thinking here is he's going to win each set like 6-3, 6-2, 6-4. And none of those sets I see going into the tiebreak round where he could get, win that seventh game to give him 19 wins. you understand what I'm saying? So I was looking at the game's under plus the win but it's only at 25 and a half and that's that's i don't know i don't know i thought it was a 28 and a half but now it's a 25 and a half so i was going to give you that but can't do that that's just that's too tight of games that's that's tight but let's go back into what i'm saying kovacic Kovacevic is not a good player when it comes to clay he's lost his last seven matches on clay surface and only managed to win two sets in those seven matches. So that's it. He's won two sets. Nothing more, nothing less. So that ain't that impressive. And the level of competition he faces is nowhere near what he'll be up against in Roland Garros this week. Now, when the Joker faces a player outside the top 100, which would be similar to Kovacevic's level because he's out of the top 100, he's won his last 15 matches on clay, not dropping a single set in doing so. And the 15 matches are five setters. So your Grand Slam Davis Cup matches, these 45 set, that means there's 45 sets won by him. And in those only two, I repeat, only two, he's needed to go to the tie break round and needed that seventh win. And similar to what I said earlier, he dominates his first serve percentage, landing just under 69% of his serves compared to Kovacevic's 58%. Joker, player games won under 18 and a half. Lock it in. And why so serious? Okay, let's take it to the moon. Enough of that. And I got an all-Italian to the moon parlay. Because that's amore. Okay, I got a cousin parlay, a cucino parlay. And we'll start it off with Matteo Arnaldi. Match result and both players to win a set plus 150. Then we're adding in Lorenzo Sonego to win an over 37 and a half games played plus 175. And then... Giulio Zapperi, match result, and both players to win a set, plus 150. The Italians are going to win this. Matteo Arnaldi, he's going to continue to rise, continue to be great, young young buck. He's going to get out there and show you what's up. Lorenzo Sonego, he's playing Ben Shelton. I'm a fan of Ben Shelton, but not while he's on clay. And the youngster, he's going to get shown what's up by Sonego. And Julio Saperi, another young guy. And I'm going to tell you right now, right now, he's going to beat the brakes off Alexander Bublik. Well, I, I mean, I think Bublik's going to get a win because he's a good player. But when it comes to clay, not today. So with that being said, that gives us plus 1,618. You throw 25 on it, you make just under $430. So... So that sounds like that's a more to me, if you know what I mean. That's a nice little weekend bender money for you. 
Actually, I don't know if it comes in because Bet365 is telling me it's Tuesday, but my other site's telling me these games are Sunday. But we'll see. Even if it's a nice little weekly uh, dinner buffet for you guys to indulge in, that doesn't sound too bad either. But that's it for this episode. Take care. Have a good weekend. Gamble at your own risk. And peace.